Hi everybody, it's Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony. Um, I know I said I would have one out last weekend, my apologies about that, I ended up recording one Monday, um, ended up not releasing it for a couple days, then there was an update that I wanted to discuss anyways, so that I had said something different than what the update was, so I didn't end up releasing that, and this is just a re-recording of what I was originally going to talk about last time. So, I'm going to talk briefly about, uh, stuff that coronavirus is causing to cancel. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some artists that have some online stuff now, or festivals that are doing online stuff. And um, I, uh, I'm i going to continue with a new, I guess a new episode of the Best Rising Artists series. And then I have another bit of news I'm going to discuss too in there. So before we get into all that though, I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like because I post whenever there's an update about the podcast on there and I also post uh, whenever I release a new episode. So it's all nice and convenient in one place. Now, thinking that what I'll start with today is uh, for cancellations due to COVID-19. Um, at this point, it's we're at the point where pretty much majority of concerts that were going to happen in, in 2020 has been postponed uh, until 2021, which I'm not that surprised by it. Um, they, uh, most artists that are postponing it, a lot of them that are postponing them now are able to. Um, so, uh, it makes sense that they are now. Um, one update that I didn't discuss in the last one, but was a festival cancellation. The reason I didn't discuss in the last one, because it happened uh, just a few days ago. and uh, It came out, actually, the day I was going to release the... I was ultimately going to release the episode I didn't release. Um, so, Pitchfork Festival is canceled for this year. The reason that I didn't release that episode before was cuz I said I discuss, I said at that time it hadn't been canceled and I think that is interesting to see because we're still waiting on Lollapalooza. Cuz uh they st- it's still scheduled for end of July beginning of September. Um uh, there, and I mean, like it's. They've said that they're gonna announce the f- fate in May. Um, Chicago mayor, Chicago mayors at one point had said that it wouldn't. That would be coming soon, but now it, it's just sounding like that it'll just be by the end of May. Um, so, and I. I haven't heard anything about a uh, riot fest either. Um, so, uh, yeah, they like have some streamings coming out, but they. It doesn't look like that riot fest has been canceled yet. But, I mean, riot fest is in September though, so there's more time before cancelization on that one. 
but yeah, so Lollapalooza, we're still waiting on that one. They haven't announced what the uh, the lineup yet. Normally, they would have done it by now. Um, and uh, I think that seeing that uh, Pitchfork was was uh, canceled is interesting because uh, that one was going to be happening in July. So that really makes me wonder uh, what. Like, what exactly will happen with Lollapalooza? Because, I mean, it, it, Pitchfork was only going to be a couple weeks before Lollapalooza. So, we'll... At this point, we'll see. I'm like, I've been keeping an eye on it because I think it's just interesting. But the fact that, since Pitchfork has been cancelled, I would think that... I thought that Lollapalooza would have been cancelled first, especially since it does get more of a more worldwide attention than Pitchfork does. And with Lollapalooza, I mean, with Lollapalooza, admittedly, they do have international Lollapaloozas, but even still, it does get in, uh, in more in, some interna- more international recognition than Pitchfork Fest does. So, I would expect that one to be cancelled if, uh, if, uh, if Pitchfork is, but, uh, Still, we'll we'll see on this one. Um, well, there, it doesn't sound like there's been anything coming out of the organizers of Lollapalooza. Um, some, it, uh, I saw like snippets from newspapers in the area, and they still sound a little optimistic. Personally, I'm not. It wouldn't surprise me if it gets postponed until later in the year. If they try doing that first, then canceling it outright. Um. And yeah, and then, as I kind of mentioned, basically everything that has been, just about everything that was scheduled for 2020 has been postponed, and most things are postponed until 2021, which I find interesting because there were a lot of acts that were reuniting, and now all their stuff is, and now with everything being postponed, then all these reunion tours and stuff are getting bumped back, a lot of them till 2021, which I think is really weird to see and really interesting. Um, a couple bits of news. Um, so, uh, first off, um, this one was as of a couple days ago. Um, music industry leaders, they're, uh, pushing, uh, excuse me, they're, uh, currently pushing for, uh, stimulus, for a stimulus to the industry. Which is kind of interesting because a lot of, like, back in March, um, there were a bunch of co- uh, companies that were urging Congress for uh, entertainment relief plans. And uh, and then some more last month. But uh, I think the one last month got sounded like it got more negative publicity, though, because it was like AEG and Live Nation were requesting it. But it sounded like that the most recent one is more is more discussing about uh, the musicians rather than the industry, which I think is interesting. And uh, this one has a bunch of different uh, bunch of different uh, organizations with uh, within the music industry. And uh, also there were some that were in the that were in film also. So I don't know how this stimulus will be broken down. Um, I think it will be interesting to see. Um, I'm. I mean, since they they've already requested it twice, I'm not 
terribly confident that uh that it's going to happen but um keep it just keeping an eye out for it that's really all we can um and uh another news bit this one's a little bit older but i think it's interesting um so uh so bandcamp which is a hosting site for uh Uh, for um, for artists, mostly independent artists. Actually, I think just about all of them are independent artists that are on there. Um, there, so on May first, since they did this back in March and they did it again on May first, um, Bandcamp had said that everything sold on that day would uh be or all profits would go to would go to the artists since normally it's I believe it's fifteen percent of profits go to or fifteen percent of profits go to the company for um um for digital sales or digital releases and then ten percent go to the go to Bandcamp for uh the uh, for merchandise and then everything else goes to the artists. So the so on May first they uh May first they did that. Um and ultimately artists ended up earning seven point one million from that day, which I think is so cool. Um they're doing this again um once on June th- June fifth and the other one on July third. I always have to check because I always get mixed up which days it's gonna be. Um so well you're you're not gonna like. You're not gonna go on and see like a major artist on there. There are, uh, there are some like bigger name indie artists that are on there. Like Sufjan Stevens is on there in particular, um, and uh, I think Cloud Nothings are, and Deerhoof are on there too. But uh, I might be wrong on those two. Um, and also, what's interesting with that one is if you haven't been on there you might be able to find some early releases from artists. In particular, one that I found at one point on there was an early mixtape from Kendrick Lamar. But, um, I don't remember, I think it might have been a record label that posted on there, I don't remember. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's great to be able to, that they're doing that since, uh, a lot of the artists, a lot of the artists on there, they're not going to be the big name artists a lot a lot of the artists on there do get a good a good chunk of their money through like touring for instance so um and i think that like because you know i've been listening to it a lot um there's been a bunch of artists i've been listening to on there like i know um i just found out recently that deaf heaven's on there and i love them um several others they have a wide variety of genres so you can check it out and uh you're Odds are good that you'll find at least some artists you like. And then on uh, June 5th and July 3rd, then definitely make sure to, if you if you buy something, it helps out the artist a little more than usual, which I think is absolutely amazing. And also on that day, because um, they also did this in March, um, March ended up earning $4.3 million on it. And that day in particular was a uh, 50 was uh 15 times the amount of 
15 times the amount that they normally make and uh, in particular uh, or in a 24-hour period and in particular there were 11 items that were being sold a second which I find absolutely wild. Now, yeah, let's go into, <clears throat> excuse me, let's go into Best Rising Artist segment. So I'll do a quick recap regarding it. Um, so basically, the point of this segment is that I'm looking at ran, not really random artists, but a bunch of artists that, um, Basically, they're not big yet, but there's a chance they could be big, whether it's in the U.S. or for their specific genre. So, um, last time I talked about a bunch of artists who had ta- who were either more established or I think had uh, was about as big as they would get. Um, and I think that. Uh, And also with these, I'll often make predictions about how I think they'll do. I did that with a lot of them last time. Um, I'm going to do that more so this time. There's fewer artists this time than I'm going to discuss, so it'll be a quicker segment than the last time I did it, which was a couple episodes ago. The general criteria that I'm doing for it is uh, I eliminate. I don't consider an artist if they had a if they had an album that hit the top ten, or if they had a single that charted in the top 40 in the U.S. Anyone else is fair game. Um, there's certain artists that I don't consider. A lot of times it's if I think that they, if they've released several albums and haven't, and haven't fit what I, uh, what I just described. Like, cause I know there's, uh, certain genres where like artists will have like something like 10 albums or 15 albums and they wouldn't have reached it then I wouldn't consider those and also I'm only considering their US sales and if I think they'll explode in the US if because there are some one artist in particular that I won't be discuss excuse me I won't be discussing today but I in particular he's massive in the UK but he hasn't made it in the US yet I'm going to discuss him later on um and there's some artists that are big in Europe, but for instance, but I don't think will be big in the U.S. ever, or haven't had any success so far, and I don't think will have any. I will probably have left them out. And this isn't a list of artists that are my favorite artists, artists that I like, artists that I don't like, because um, I have a combination of artists I listen to and artists I don't listen to on here. And some of my predictions that are glowing predictions are artists I don't listen to, and some that are scave. And th- some are sca- they're scaving or artists I love, so it really depends on that. And also, uh, note about this: I made this list and these predictions before everything, or not the predictions, but I made this list before all the everything with coronavirus happened. So a lot of these artists were going to be performing at festivals. That makes things a little bit trickier now. So, and so I was using their some artists. I was using festival activity um, to predict how they would do, how their sales would be this year. So some artists that I think that had rising artists might not be anymore. So just as a warning with that. But 
without further ado, we'll start out with an an honorable mention. The honorable mention is Run the Jewels. The reason that they're an honorable mention, not an official one, is because so Run the Jewels is uh, is a rap group that's made up of uh, um, of Killer Mike and LP. Um, the reason that they aren't an official mention is because Killer Mike had a solo album that ended up hitting number ten in the U.S. back in two thousand and three. So technically, that disqualifies him in particular from the list. So, and I've been doing this a similar kind of thing with artists, artists, individual artists and groups. So, technically, by my standard, that would disqualify them. But I think that they really are rising like crazy. Their first out, Run the Jewels, their first album didn't chart in the U.S. back in 2013. An album in 2014 that ended up charting at number 50, and their album, their third album in 2016, it ended up charting at number 13 in the U.S. And all their stuff has gotten critical acclaim. Now, a lot of their singles haven't sold particularly well. But they've been all over the place with like touring festivals. Um, this year, they're scheduled to release their album. Or at least before coronavirus hit. I don't know if that's changed yet. But it was going to be well... It was looking like it was going to be while they were on tour with... Rage Against the Machine for their reunion tour. Now, Rage Against the Machine's reunion tour has gotten bumped back, but I'm, I still imagine that they're going to be touring. They just, by it getting bumped back, they've missed out on some festivals. Like they're, uh, and also, with the festivals being canceled, they missed out on them. Like, uh, in particular, they were going to do Boston Calling and be one of the bigger names. Uh, they were going to do Pitchfork Festival, which they were going to be one of the headliners alongside the Nationals and Yeah Yeah Yeahs, who just got back together. So we'll see what happens from there. But I, I think it it's safe to say this album will be a top twenty top twenty album. Um, if it hadn't been for all the festival cancellations, I would have predicted that would have been eight or nine. Now I'm inclined to say fifth or in the like 15 16 area now the next one is not an honorable mention he did officially make the list but i discussed him the last time i uh i did this segment which was two episodes ago um thundercat the reason i wanted to bring him up was because i predicted that his newest album i he just released an album i didn't predict it would sell that well um since so basically his second album hit number 194 in the US his third album hit number 50 in the US he only ever charted on he only ever was featured on one single that uh, charted and that was um, uh, These Walls by Kendrick Lamar he was he was a featured artist on that and really he helped shape a lot of the album sound uh, for that one with a more funk based sound um He's been a session artist for a bunch of different artists. I think the most notable album that he was on was To Pimp a Butterfly. So I thought that since that album was released around, like not long after To Pimp a Butterfly was released, I thought that there was a chance that uh, people might forget have forgotten about him. So I think I predicted that it would probably be closer to like 80 to 100. I don't remember the exact prediction. Um, ultimately, I was high, really mistaken. Um, he... 
his newest album ended up debuting at 38 in the U.S., which I'm really excited for him. He's a really talented musician. And also what's interesting is that this one was more like a jazz fusion-based album. So I think it's so cool. It also got absolutely rave reviews from critics, so that might have helped his cause out a little bit. But props to him. That's really exciting to see for him. Um, the next one is another one that... Uh, Another artist that uh, had just released an album, so Jesse Reyes. So um, she's uh, probably safest genre to classify her under as R&B. Um, she had an extended play that got Grammy nominations. Um, she released uh, she released her first album earlier this year, and uh, I thought that it would end up selling really well. I had predict I think I predicted it would be top twenty. I was thinking higher teens. Ultimately, it did a little bit better than I was expecting. Ultimately, it, it ended up charting at uh, debuting at thirteen, which again, really exciting for her. I, I did think that it would be a big album. Um, I'm I'd be really surprised at this point so far if she didn't get a nomination for best new artist at the Grammys because I think that well, this I think this will be a really weird year for best new artist because well, it'll be artists that were end of 20 and 2019 beginning of 2020 and then well who knows like i mean like smaller name artists probably wouldn't be able to uh to record uh, might not be able to record produce or mix an album that is high quality so we'll see what happens there um but i would be surprised if she didn't get a nomination um and also to go back to the grammy thing i'm wondering if they'll because sometimes they'll nominate artists that uh, that had more releases in previous years, so I'm wondering if they'll do that this year. Um, but beside the point. Now, um, the last one who just released an album recently is Tom Mish. So, a variety of a few genres: some some funk sound, some uh, jazz jazz fusion sound, um, several others. Uh, his first album didn't chart in the U.S., but uh, there's this one chart the Heat Seeker chart, which I consider it's not officially an extension of it, but I consider it kind of an extension of of it. Um, that one that one ended up charting at 17 on the Heat Seeker chart for his debut album. He just released a second album that didn't chart. In most cases, that would eliminate him from this, this list. The reason that I didn't eliminate him from this list was because his second album was a collaboration album, in particular with Yusuf Days. Um, and I don't, and I mean, at that point, I don't think that either of them are necessarily big enough names. Where, because I mean, in reality, collaborations, a lot of times, a lot of times they don't sell as well as just like a solo artist, the solo artist would have, which sounds kind of weird. But and I mean, it's, I know some collaborations are exceptions. Like I mean, the one that instantly comes to mind is Jay Z and Kanye's collab. That one, um, that one like got all sorts of awards. Got uh, like sold so well. Um, but I mean, there's several others that didn't. Like I know, um, for instance, Sufjan Stevens has done so. I know I keep mentioning him. He's done a bunch of collaborations, and his most recent one, which was uh, uh, which was an album with his stepdad. Uh, didn't even chart in the U.S. when his last solo studio album uh, ended up charting at number 10 in the U.S. and the one before that ended up charting at 7. So, um, so there was, and he had a couple other collaboration albums that also 
didn't do as anywhere near as well. Um, ben Folds did one with uh, I think it was Y Music maybe. Um, I don't remember exactly who it was with, but uh, they uh, that album didn't chart anywhere near as well as some of his previous stuff had. And even this one's a little bit different, but one that I'm that comes to mind right now is when uh, Jay Z and Beyonce had done uh, their their collaboration under the name The Carters. That one, their album ended up debuting at number two in the U.S., which you'd think, uh, Beyonce's solo album, well, yeah, that'll be number one for multiple weeks. Jay-Z's solo album, that'll probably be number one. A collab there, it's interesting because it charted number two. You could argue, though, that, uh, well, they weren't calling themselves, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they were calling them, or Beyonce and Jay-Z, they were calling themselves the Carters. But even still, they're, they're big enough that, like, they could have easily gotten. They should have been easily able to get the word out to hit number one instead. And I know that I don't remember who who ended up charting at number one that week, but I know it wasn't like, for instance, the week that Tool hit number one in their first album in 13 years. So I don't know what happened there. But yeah, so that's why with Tomish, I'm not necessarily worried about it yet. Um, I still will say though that uh, the um, it's still worth noting that it didn't chart in the U.S. at all on any of the charts. It also, because his first album was bigger in Europe, it that album did worse in a lot of European countries also. Again, it's a collaboration album, so that I think that plays a big role. We'll see for sure if that continues. So now, the remainder of this list is a combination of artists who are released, who have announced that they're releasing albums whether it's this year or sometime in the near future. Um, and then some artists that are just a collection of uh, genres that I didn't have enough artists in that genre to talk about the genre by itself. Because in most future in most future uh, segments, I'm planning on uh, discussing artists that are discussing like an entire genre in that one time. But the, there are a bunch of genres that just didn't have enough. So... Uh, I'll include these in there. So the first one is Alec Benjamin. So he's pop, kind of indie pop, but I consider him more pop in my opinion. His debut album is coming out on May 29th, last time I checked. Now, he, he had an extended play that charted at 127 in the U.S. And uh, he also had a single that hit 79. Except there's a couple things to keep in mind with that. So, first off, um, he only had one single that charted in any of the U.S. charts, and that one single, also, there was a version that Alessia Cara featured in. I don't know for sure that if that if her the version she was on was the one that hit 79. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, though. So, I'd, so I'd be a little bit skeptical about that. Um, also, none of his other singles charted in any of the U.S. charts. So that doesn't really help matters out for him and even that one single that ended up charting like that ended up uh and or the yeah that one single was on the ep and even still the extended play hit 127 and i know there's there's a case to be made that it is an extended play but even still if if there's a song that charted at 79 i still would have expected that at least one other, what either one other song would have charted in any of the 
from the extended play would have charted on any of them, or the extended play would have charted higher than 127, especially since now that uh, Billboard is considering single song streams into into the charts. Um, and I think this one... I'm not confident about this one charting at all. Um, I... I doubtably top 100 even. I'm... I'm not even sure if it will chart. I'm going to predict that it will be in the around 150 or so, maybe 140 to 160. Because um, this one honestly reminds me of Capital Cities. Because what happened was they had Safe and Sound, which was a massive hit. Um, they had a like one other song that was a really minor hit on the alternative charts. And then I think that their debut album ended up charting at like 66 or something like that. And then uh, they... And then after that, they really didn't have many hits at all, and just kind of uh, are all, kind of off the face of the earth. They're still making music. Apparently, they just released an album in 2018. I was a big Capital Cities fan back when they released that album, and I had no idea they released another album. It didn't chart in the U.S. or anywhere for that matter. But uh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of of that. So I don't, I don't. I think the big difference, though, is the fact that, for me, is that they he didn't have... Alec Benjamin hasn't had any other singles that have charted any of the Billboard charts, and the one that has, Alessia Cara is on it. So, that I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, the next artist I want to discuss is Big Fridia. So, um, her third album charted at 28 in the Heat Seeker charts. And now... That right now that that was a few years back. She's I, she has an album coming out. I believe it's scheduled for this year. Um, so this is an interesting case because if just knowing that she hasn't had a ton of like she had one she was featured on a single that in the well it wasn't didn't end up hitting the top one hundred. It was on the bubble bubbling under charts which gives i think like 25 additional tracks that uh is effectively considered the 101 to 125 she had one that she was featured on one that was at one set at 17 on that so effectively 117 so with all that considered i would say maybe her album gets in the top 200 however there's a couple additions to this first off she she was, uh, while uncredited, she was feature a featured singer in "Nice for What" by Drake. So, like, she did the vocal part there. So I think that's got to be worth considering. And also, the song that she, the song that hit one seventeen, effectively one seventeen, that was a Kesha song. So, um, she was featured in Kesha song, and she was scheduled to go on tour with Kesha. So now I think that her album will turn in the top one hundred. Um. I'm not confident that uh, she's well known enough that it would go in the top 50 yet, but it could. Um, I'm going with 80 to 100 right now, though. Um, that it would not surprise me if it ends up going higher, but I think that depending on uh, if she releases, it could. But it could go a little bit lower if she releases the album before the tour with Kesha, because that tour got postponed. So if she still tours with Kesha and then she releases it after that, then we could then it could bump up a little bit higher. Uh, next one I want to discuss is Jack Garrett. So he uh, 
his first album uh, charted at 127 in the U.S. Um, he was mu- he's much bigger in the U.K. Um, his second album is like Alec Benjamin, scheduled to come out on May 29th. Um, the thing that I'm a little bit concerned about for him, though, is that uh, no s- none of the songs or he doesn't have any singles that have had any success in the U.S. Um, well, he didn't necessarily have a ton of success in, uh, the, in the U.S. with his previous album, singles-wise. Yeah, he really only had one, he had one single that charted at 18 on the Adult Contem- uh, Adult Alternative uh, charts. Um, he, like, I mean, even still, he had some songs that charted in the U.K. or other countries, so far, nothing's charted anywhere for the first two songs from his album. So, and actually, just looking at it now, uh, it actually just got postponed. Um, it got postponed until June 12th, actually. So, uh, apologies about apologies about telling you misinformation. It's coming out June 12th, not uh, May 29th. So, um, yeah, and I think since it's also been like four years, it's been over four years since his last album. Um, I think that it will... I. This is tough for me because... Um, I... Because, like... This... This kind of is reminiscent to a... It could be reminiscent to a couple artists. Um... I think that, uh, first off, Lord, her second album, didn't have many much success in terms of singles when her first album did. But then it ended up, uh, but then it ended up hitting number one. And then another artist is James Blake, who is, uh, second album charted at 32 in the U.S., uh, they he didn't really have he didn't have any singles that had any success anywhere, and it was like a his third album was a really weird album. But then that one, it didn't have that much of a drop. It dropped from thirty two to thirty six, and uh, and really across the world, like there weren't many places that had a major drop. In Denmark, it went from two to twenty one, but. And then the, another interesting one is Kendrick Lamar, who had a who went from a for his second album number two in the U.S. His next album hit number one, *Tomorrow Butterfly*. But then it was like he had. I mean, his singles weren't as successful. There were a bunch that ended up charting in the U.S., but it went from like, for instance, uh, *Swimming Pools*, uh, *Poetic Justice*. I'm doing Kimmy Vibe, and uh, all of them were top 40 songs. And then I was the only one that was top 40, and that was like 39, which was worse than those other three. So I don't. But I think, though, the thing is, though, with all th- three of those, I think those three are all bigger names that I mentioned. They also were all nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. They were like, most of them were bigger names. I mean, James. Actually, James Blake is a much bigger name than Jack Garrett. So, um. 
I don't think Jack Garrett um, will have the same kind of success. He might have decent success. He might have an album that's like top 20 in the UK. I don't think it charts in the US, though. Um, King Kroll is the next one. So this one is an interesting one. He's kind of jazz fusion, post-punk, with a bunch of other genres incorporated. Um, His first album hit 187 in the US. Second album uh, didn't hit anywhere. Third album was 114. Fourth album was 84. So... I, it's interesting that he is getting a following. I, I'm guessing that his next album will be top 60. I'm guessing it'll be somewhere in the 50s. Um, it, it He just released his fourth album like in the last year or two, so it probably will be at least another year or two before we get his next album. But I do think that it... Uh, I think that we'll uh, see... Uh, we will see him continue to gain a fan base i don't see him being like an artist that will have top 10 albums eventually but i could see him having a dedicated fan base and it wouldn't surprise me if eventually he does get multiple albums in the top 40 next one is hl who uh latin trap artist he had some minor hits on charts uh various charts in particular he had a couple that were in the latin charts um and it's interesting though because he's never had an album that has chart that has hit any of these charts. But he has a couple songs that have been on like US R&B airplay, US Latin pop, US rap airplay and uh US rhythmic songs. So, I don't. I'm having trouble predicting how he'll how he'll do. He since his last album though, he did sign to Epic Records. So, I. But even then, um, one single from that. He had a single from that one that uh. Uh, from an EP that the EP didn't chart, but the singles had some charting success. So I, I don't know. I think he needs to. I think he needs to have. Um, I don't see him having success in the near future. However, um, the he was featured in a song by Lolly who. Uh, where it was successful in other parts of the world. It just didn't have any U.S. success. So, I don't see success happening for him in the next couple albums. Um, if he has either a song that ends up being big, or is featured on a song that is bigger, then that will change. But I don't see his next couple albums charting um, just or at least at this time. That could change, though. Next one I want to discuss is Tank of the Bongos. So, they're an interesting one because they were so they a variety of genres. Um, I think probably funk and soul are the most prevalent in my opinion, but it feels like it's like you could say most genres, and you wouldn't necessarily be wrong. So um, the reason I put them in is because they've had two albums so far, and uh, their first two albums uh, ended up. Uh, uh, the first two albums ended up charting 
or n neither of them charted, I mean. But they were still nominated for Best New Arts at the Grammys this past year. So, there's a few things to dissect with this one. I, at one point I had a segment which I, uh, which I compared various, uh, Best New Artists, can all the Best New Artists candidates from this past year to who I think that they're, in terms of success in the U.S., I think that their comparison was. And for them, I, um... I said Esperanza Spalding, which is an interesting case because they're different. I mean, they're a little bit different focus stylistically. Um, but and I mean, Spalding, I think she's great as like a as like kind of like a side woman kind of role, and can like play in a backing band. Think of the bongos. I I could see them having success in it, but the thing is, they do have a front woman, so I don't know if that how. So I don't, I don't know how receptive they would necessarily be to that. And also, as I mentioned, they released two albums so far. The most recent one was last year, 2019. The other one, though, was 2013. So they've had a lot more success by touring like crazy over the years. But um, if they really want to... Have in terms of have like commercial success in terms of not necessarily touring, but in terms of re uh, selling records. I think they really need to have an album released within the next year. Because if they wait, especially if they wait six, uh, six years, or in this case five more years, they they won't have built up any momentum. So I think that if they release an album in the next even two years. I think it will chart... If it's next year, it wouldn't surprise me if it gets the top 100. If it's two years from now, it will probably be in the top 150. After that, I don't think it charts. Next artist that I want to discuss is Thank You, Scientist. So they're a progressive rock band. Uh, their first album didn't chart. The second album hit 193 in the U.S. Their third album had a big jump and ended up uh, hitting 73. Um... But the thing is, though, they're a progressive rock band. Um, you never know what kind of success there is. A lot of times for progressive rock, there isn't a lot of success in the U.S. In Europe, that's an entirely different story. But in the U.S., there aren't really there aren't really a ton of successful progressive rock artists at this point. Like I know, like some people might say, "Oh, but what about Dream Theater?" Well, Dream Theater's last couple albums ended up ended up not selling as well as their previous as a lot of their previous stuff had and I mean another one is well what about Tool well yeah Tool's last album hit number one but Tool that was it's Tool they're a bigger much bigger name than like for instance someone like uh, someone like uh, Thank You Scientist and also they like have also been associated with a lot of different form, other forms of music like uh, alternative metal new metal um, progressive metal which I usually group which a lot of times can are grouped with progressive rock, but beside the point. Um, so, I think that just you can't necessarily compare like someone like Dream Theater or um, or Tool status to them. So I don't. I think their next album charts in the top fifty. Um, beyond that, I have no idea because I I'd be surprised if it end up if they their stuff ended up charting better. Beyond that. Um, I know it did take a few years for before Dream Theater's album started charting in the top ten, um, 
but I think also a big help of that were like was when they had a uh, pull me under ended up becoming this massive success. So I think that's something to keep to keep in mind. If they end up having this random song that ends up being this crossover hit, then may then yeah, they it wouldn't surprise me if they end up being a major band. Um, if uh, if they change styles into a more mainstream friendly style, then it wouldn't surprise me. In the meantime, though, because they've done a bunch of like touring and a bunch of festivals over the years, if they keep that up, I think that they'll see continued growth. I just don't know how big they'll become. I think their next album will be in the top 50, though. Uh, next artist is Black Midi. So they're they're like an experimental rock kind of style. Um, they're uh, but. I feel safe categorizing their music with math rock, which math rock is a style of music that really um, is often used as like not radio friendly mu- uh, like t- uh, t- uh, time signatures. Um, I know in particular um, one of the one of the most influential math rock bands, American Football. They uh, they were interesting because they blended math rock with emo and a lot of and a lot of times like their music like for instance they had like songs that were like 11 8 um, 9 8 7 8 um really just weird time signatures that you're not used to normally you would expect a lot of times in popular more mainstream music it's 4 4 um or like time signatures similar to that but um it uh so i think it's interesting because so they've released one album so far it ended. It didn't chart in the U.S. It hit number forty-one in the independent albums charts, which is different than the Heat Seeker charts. Um, this independent ones only accounts for independent albums, hence the name. So, um, I this one's tough to predict because. Mathrock really has, frankly, has no commercial success for the most part. Um, American football getting back together was ended up being a massive commercial success, and by that I mean it. Uh, for American football stuff, it ended up char- uh, they had a couple albums that charted in the U.S. Um, they uh, and the first album ended up charting. I think it was like in the I think at sixty eight. I might be wrong though about the number. But that one charted when they had broken up because it just got this massive following, and it and then when they when the record label re-released it, then it ended up uh, ended up having this massive charting and massive sales. So I I don't see their upcoming albums charting in the U.S. Maybe they'll have a couple in the Heat Seeker charts. If they tour a lot, by all means, they could end up having. Uh, one or two albums that chart in the lower bit of the U.S., but I think for Math Rock, I don't see it happening. Um, next one is Anita. So, um, for Anita, I... It's interesting, because her first three albums didn't have any charting success in the U.S., um, but they were really big in Brazil. Her newest album didn't have any uh, charting success in Brazil, but it was ended up uh, hitting number four, uh, sixteen in the Latin charts, 
and it also got a couple of it also got a Grammy nomination. So I think that there's a chance that this that she could end up having success in the U.S. Um, since she has been featured on different artists' stuff, um, like she was featured on Alesso, or she was had a track with Alesso back in 2017. She had uh, one with J Balvin and Gion uh, that was at 116. She was on a major laser track this past year. Um, also, uh, she's on a DJ uh, DJ Snake and Sean Paul track. So I, it's entirely possible that she ends up having success. Um, I think that. Um, I think that uh, her next album could be in the top 100 in the in the U.S. I I I don't want to say any higher. At this time, though, because uh, because they she doesn't have she hasn't been either had a song that by herself or as a featured artist that was a massive hit yet, once or even chart in the top one hundred. So I want to wait until that before I go higher than one than one top one hundred. Um, even then, that might be too high, but we'll see. Um, next one is Burna Boy. He's an interesting one because he's like an Afrofusion reggae. Uh, kind of hybrid artist and he his fourth album ended up charting the US at 109 and was nominated for a Grammy which I think was really interesting because normally reggae doesn't have this kind of commercial success at this time like you have all these artists that will hit number one on the reggae charts and then not chart in the US so to see him hit even 109 is I think really interesting um, I'm wondering if the Afrofusion focus has plays a role in that, but beyond whether that success will be maintained, that's really tough to predict. Um, I could see it, it, his next album being in the 80s or 90s. It, I could also see it being lower. I'm going to go with the 80s and 90s for now. I could also see it being higher. It's really tough to predict for him. Um, the last artist I want to mention is Rosalia. So Rosalia, she uh, she's a has a few different genres she could uh, she could be classified under. Uh, I think that for I I, I feel safe uh, saying. Uh, considering her a flamenco pop artist. So, she was nominated for a... She was nominated for a, couple, a few Grammys last year. Ended up winning one. Um, ended up being nominated for Best New Artist. And, uh... Which is interesting, because her most recent album didn't chart in the U.S. It charted at 10 on the Latin charts, though. I didn't predict that she would get a nomination for Best New Artist, because I thought... Um, uh, I I had Bad Bunny there instead, um, but anyways, beside the point. So um, there were all sorts of uh, since then there have been all sorts of collaborations rumored, and she has an album up that's coming out this year. Um, she's had a couple singles that charted just outside the top 100. So um, 
she's really big in Spain. I know that doesn't affect uh, these charts, but I do want to bring up one thing that I find interest that I think is interesting. So, um, the artist that I, uh, so the art, when I, back when I did the comparison to, uh, for the, uh, for the nominees for Best New Arts of the Grammys, I compared her to Selena. I didn't, I didn't necessarily like the comparison because they're different different subgenres a little bit in and then also they are from different places so i but i ultimately um especially since uh i'm right about Selena's from the US and Rosalia from uh from Spain but I compared what I think that uh, Rosalia's career arc to be, how Selena's career arc ended up being, in terms of more so in terms of the albums rather than the singles. So, um, the in terms of albums, her for, uh, so Selena's first two albums didn't chart in the U.S. Her third album hit 97. Her fourth album hit 29. And her fifth album ended up hitting number one. Now, the fifth album, it's, uh, take that with a grain of salt a little bit, in my opinion, because, uh, uh, that album ended up, uh, it was released after she passed. So, that might have played a role in it. And also, I mean, with uh, with Selena, her she only had one single that ended up. Uh, I mean, she had one single that was on the bubbling 100, so it was effectively 107. But her only single that charted in the U.S. was at 22, and it. But it was released after she had passed, also, so. I think Rosalia is, in my opinion, further along in terms of sale-wise than uh, Selena was after two albums. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. And um, I I think that with the the talk with the Grammys, I think we'll definitely we'll expedite the process. I think that her next album charts in the top 20. And in fact, I'm going to make a... I'm expect, I think it's safe to say top 40. I'd be surprised if it isn't top 20. And... I wouldn't be surprised if it is in the top 10. Um, I'm going to predict top 20 right now. I'm going to say low teens just because that feels a little bit safer for me. But it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up char- if it ends up debuting at 7 or 8. Um, so we'll see about that one. Um, be- uh, that's all I have for you guys. Before I go, since it is Mother's Day, um, happy Mother's Day to all to every mother out there. I want to give a shout out to my mom. Um... I I know she doesn't listen to this podcast and uh I but even so I just want to give a shout out to her um I know at this point we can g- I'll give her a pass in the podcast since I know she has some uh memory issues and uh brain issues that would make it really hard for her to focus on 
something like this podcast. Uh, but she's an amazing mom. I'm really excited that I have her as a mom. And uh, I know I think she definitely played a role in me getting as into music as I did. So uh, thank you, mom. Love you, mom. I end up happy Mother's Day and thank you to all mothers out there and mother figures out there. Anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys have an amazing re- uh hope you had an amazing day. Um I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Um if you haven't already make sure you like my Facebook page is called Groupie and Harmony and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and stay safe. Con- uh continue taking the measures that are that are asked so we can get we can get through this and get back to life safely and normally. Anyways, I'll, and hopefully my next episode will be uh, sooner than a couple weeks. God willing, maybe even this week. I plan on doing it sometime this week at the latest. I know I keep saying at the latest by the weekend. This time I'm, it will actually happen. Um, we could even see it being released uh, sometime during the recording and release sometime during the week, depending on how much time I have. But anyways, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.